podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Still using a manual razor? Join the facial hair revolution with the Philips Norelco One Blade. This innovative tool lets you trim, edge, and shave your beard or stubble with ease. One Blade, your style, made simple. Available in Walmart. Today's episode is brought to you by Clorox. When it counts, trust Clorox the same way we trust essential workers to provide the care they give to us. Families trust Clorox to give them a safe and protected home. Our community heroes trust Clorox to keep places like hospitals and grocery stores disinfected. So I know I too can trust Clorox to provide my home with a safe environment at home we can all enjoy. So I have a story for you, Amanda. Um, With Clorox, there's one thing I definitely use it for every single time before I step into my vanity van. Uh, I love the entire place disinfected because that's where I keep my makeup. uh, That's where I get ready. That's where my clothes are. That's sometimes where I take a nap as well. So, you know, I can use it all over like time of need. So, um, yeah, it's been really, really, it just keeps everything super clean and I, I feel super safe. For me, it's important to share with loved ones and the public in general how they can give the most care for their loved ones, especially during times like these. I mean, with the pandemic going on, with COVID going on, it's just great to be extra sanitary with all the items that are around you, caring for others, and, you know, just wiping down the door handle after you use the bathroom or wiping down the door. So important. The toilet. The toilet handle. Don't forget the toilet handle. (laughs) So remember, when when it counts, counts, trust Clorox. Into Madrid with hope in their hearts, and they'll walk away with the greatest prize in club football. Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool's King to the Cop are champions of Europe once again. Hi everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Carpet and Fracker, powered by Touchline Media Group. Once, I want to start off by giving a massive shout out to everyone who has signed up to the Patreon page uh, in the past week or so. We are massively appreciative of um, you signing up and choosing to spend your money with us. Uh, there are a few episodes up at the moment, 
Uh, as you can see, Mr. Fahi, if you're watching with the video, he's blowing you a kiss right now. That is That actually comes as a bonus in the £5 package if you want that in real life. Um, really nice. <laughs> um, yeah, well, there's a few episodes up at the moment and rest assured, August is going to be a really busy month for us uh, in terms of content. So expect a lot more coming through and again thank you thank you thank you for choosing to spend your hard-earned money with us here at coffee and fracker uh, as you can see i am joined by fahi and julian this week i am your host krish so let's dive into it boys season's over it's been a been a very 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 long season you know it yeah. has man like the whole the whole COVID nineteen coming through made it extra long. I think three hundred. It was told. Well, it was told. It was three hundred fifty six days. So there's three hundred fifty six days of arguments in the Coppen group chat, of arguments on Twitter, of arguments of whatever. Yeah, it's been a long season, but I'm so happy it's done. And yeah, I'm proud. Very proud of these boys. And when I finally saw them lift it, it just put it all. It put it all into perspective and how happy I am to support this club, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly like it, it has been the longest season ever. And obviously in paper it has been, but it just feels as if it's been going forever. I don't even remember the first game of the season. I literally don't have a clue what it was. I, I don't remember anything. It was Norwich. I do remember that. Norwich, yeah. Bro, that, honestly. That was one of the first performances <laughs> that basically outlined what so many people got, got confused by with this season. Like we, the scoreline confused a lot of people because we didn't play particularly like amazing but that's been our you know our, that was our... when we all thought that Norwich were going to do alright because they were yeah, fairly, oh, fairly yeah, yeah I'm a big yeah. fan yeah, yeah yeah they were playing like they were going to they were, they were playing like they were going to give us problems but the scoreline didn't reflect that but man happy still happy regardless you know what we're, we're wrong by the way first game of the season was Man City in the uh, Charity Shield Charity which, Shield that's what I mean man I don't which remember is crazy. that game I don't remember it that doesn't count yeah, it is a glorified. To be fair, if we win it next season, we'll say yeah, it counts. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you said, Julian. It seems a seems a long, long time ago that we were, you know, sitting here thinking, Jesus Christ, we've not signed anyone. You know, Spurs are out here signing the Dombele, La Celso. They're going to catch up. We're all panicking, and then you know, we're sitting here, you know, a whole three hundred sixty-five days later, just calm as you like. You know, we've seen the team lift the trophy. You know, the thing that you want to happen all your life has happened and you can be very content with it. But and the weird thing is, it's a short turnaround for the season to come next. So, it's well, just To be honest, we've weird. been given a while to play, like, sit. Like, we won it quite early for the season. Yeah. So it's kind of, and maybe it was just me, but the feeling of being a champion kind of went away and then came back as soon as I saw Henderson lift it. Like, yeah. when Henderson lifted, that's when it fully became official, like, raw. We've actually won when when the season ended. Like we saw, we finally saw the gold C on the end of our name, and we're first on the table. So that that's what kind of made it more real. So I'm I'm alright with the season coming coming up. To be honest, coming so fast because yeah, we needed that, and I, I think the boys need as well for that hunger again as well. So I completely agree. Uh, speaking of hunger, uh, so we quickly touch on the Newcastle's game for the weekend. Um, I will be completely honest. I watched about 45 minutes of it um, on the laptop. And had I mean, that's more, that yeah. more than me. <laughs> I'll keep it short. I did not watch the game. I, <laughs> I did not. I didn't even watch a match of the day. That's how bad it was. I've not. I've not actually watched match of the day yet. That's that's yeah, the match. So, so I watched the highlights, so I, I can obviously talk to you about the highlights. And stuff, <laughs> but uh, no, ultimately, yeah. it was a nothing game, man. Yeah. It, just... it felt like I'll play the guys I who I'm hoping step up for next season. 
um, and give them a little bit of hunger. So, you know, let's say for Riga to stick around for next season, he already has a goal where he can look back to. And, you know, a very typical Divock Riga performance um, in the fact that he was very hot and cold and then pulls out, you know, an incredible finish, which we know he's capable of. So, you know, if he's relied on for the start of next season, he can come in fire as well. And the same with Minamino. But it also did feel as though for certain players, it was shock window time. So, yeah, very, very strange, strange game. Also strange that we gave essentially Newcastle a 1-0 lead and said, OK, cool, we'll play a little bit of catch-up just to show you, you know, what we really are. But in terms of, you know, a performance at the end of the season, it was about right. That's all yeah, I I'm, su- I'm surprised it. we won. I'm surprised we won, to be honest. Like the, the moment <laughs> I saw it was 1-0 after 25 seconds, I was like, OK, well, this is a shit show already. I'm glad I'm not too new. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like clearly they got their act together and um, it worked out for the best. The goals were really good. Um, even Ox's cross for Van Dijk, the first goal, great stuff. Yeah. Um, Mane's goal, beautiful. Origi's goal from the left, as usual, beautiful. Um, again, with Origi, what I've always said, when he comes off the left, he seems to be more of a threat than he is down the middle. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. I think, based on the comments that I've been seeing, people weren't too impressed with how Origi played. But again, it was a nothing game. Mm-hmm. So, really and truly, uh, I wouldn't have expected a 10 out of 10 performance from him. And even if he did put a 10, 10 out of 10 performance, what does it exactly mean? It doesn't mean much. So, yeah. Yeah, very weird Divock statistic that he uh, basically only scores goals at night. That was the first goal he scored in daylight from Batman. Uh, a year and a bit. Yeah, Batman. Um, yeah, very weird, very weird game. But, you know, 99 points, not going to complain too much. Uh, I want to ask you both, I know we kind of did the Twitter thread about it earlier on, but your moments of the season where you kind of realise that this is this this is indeed actually our year. It's not just a phrase that we're going to say. Uh, so Julian, I'll start with yourself. I, I, I actually, will, to be honest, I'm, I'm going to reveal it now. Um, I, the, my moment of the season obviously wasn't Henderson lifting the, the Prem because like, I, I kind of just wanted to be a bit different from everyone else because everyone else took my... But my actual moment of the season was Salah when he scored against United. That's when it felt real. And like, even the fans, for the fans as well, they were um, saying we're going to win the league for the first time. And, Car- and Carragher said it on, um, on commentary as well. Like, yeah, like the way they're singing it now, it's never been sung like this before. And yeah, the whole, yeah it was just it was sensational scenes. The Allison running out. Final, it was like in the final, final minutes of the game. And yeah, Salah backed off the top. It was yeah, it was it was, it was mad. It was it was probably yeah, probably yeah, one of our favourite goals of the season. Oh, one of my favourite goals um, scored by a Liverpool player. Yeah, yeah. That, that that goal very very much felt like it was the weight lift off the off the chest kind of thing mm-hmm. for for that for that period of the season. And you know what? That performance as well wasn't the best against United. Like like we started off well, but then there was that tricky period from the 60th minute mark where you're like, oh crap, they're going to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Then. The, the fact that Salah scored right at the end, I, I can kind of get that feeling from you. I get it while you like it. But yeah, for me, I would say see, see, my favourite moment and the moment I think I was comfortable with us winning the title were two different things. So I think against Villa, when we came back away um, on the 87th minute, that's when I knew we were going to win the title just because of the determination in actually winning that game. Like most teams would have been happy with a point at mm. that stage. But the fact yeah. we went for the win and actually got it was amazing. And um, it, 
like when I because I was out while the game was on and I was seeing just yeah. I was like you know what just get a point and like try to keep the unbeaten thing going but yeah Karen yeah yeah literally so 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 the fact they went for the win and like it literally shook up the league everyone was shook then they're like you know what these guys are unstoppable no no one's gonna beat them that's that's what the reaction was from most fan bases so um, that's the moment I knew that we were gonna win the league in my head. But my favourite, favourite moment, favourite performance, favourite game has to be Leicester away. I keep talking about it. But yeah. honestly, that game was so good. Just for the reason of it, it was after the World Club Cup. Um, we already weren't performing too great. Everyone was going to say that we were going to be tired and all that kind of stuff. And Leicester were slowly creeping up there to the point where it was like, oh, if Leicester beat us, they're going to get even closer. And, you know, it might be a two-horse race between us and Leicester. The whole country was on Leicester's back. And then Trent literally put in one of the best performances I've seen since um, Salah against Roma. I was going to ask was... the group, yeah? Where would you... What's your favourite, like, um, individual performances from a Liverpool player? How, like, what, this your... season? No, no, in, just in, in general. Cause I, I want to see what everyone would put Trent. Like, five or top three or something quick. Yeah, yeah no, Trent's performance against Leicester away is definitely in my top five. It, just like, because of what... I, I generally think he might be the performance of the season. No, no, it's performance for the season, yeah, but in general, in your lifetime. Yeah, for, yeah. Like, for example, Salah against Norwich. Uh, oh, yeah. Salah, sorry, Salah against, Nor- Salah against Roma, Suarez against Norwich. Like, where would you rank Trent against, against Leicester? Because that would be... It's top three, man. It's probably top three. It's definitely up there. I mean, the way... It's just it's madness that you can run the show in such an important game from right back. On you know, fueled by Red Bull as he loves to, you know, put. And you know what's mad? He posts. wasn't just whipping it. He wasn't just whipping it. He oh was yeah, actually, bossing the game. It was mad. Yeah, it actually, because I remember that day. I think Wan Bissaka got like two two assists or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I genuinely think a trend was looking at his phone, thinking, "Yeah, cool, say nothing, Salah. Don't worry about scoring today. I'm on that." Nah, because nah, that's that was weird to him because I've never really seen Trent take control of the game that much. Like, I've obviously, we've obviously seen him, like, have a big influence, you know, make crosses, sometimes, you know, give, give you an odd free kick. But I've never, even till now, like, even after that, I haven't seen Trent move like that or anyone move like that. No, I agree. I think he the, the last goal where he scored, very Gareth Bale-esque. Yeah, how he finds beautiful. himself in the box. It was, it was phenomenal. Um, I just want to quickly touch on one more thing from the Newcastle game. Uh, it's very interesting that he brought Mane, Salah and Firmino on at the same time, um, mm. which just, for me, reinforces the need for a little bit more depth in this upcoming transfer window so we can do a little bit more of the same. I'm sorry, Grish. <laughs> Say that again. I'm just saying it, you know. Need some more options for the uh, front three, so you can. Where, where in the front three do you want some more yeah, options? Everywhere, baby. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he just uh, he, he's done it a fair few times as well. I mean, the, mo- the, the best, the most, one of the games he's done is more prominent for me is when he used to do it against Stoke. I think he brought Stoke Bobby away. and Mo on. Yeah. yeah, so I think the, the more opportunities we get to do that, as opposed to having to rely on everyone to play every single game, it's gonna you know, yeah be more beneficial in the long run but I think one of the things that you know we'll quickly talk into here when we kind of just talk about what we're expecting from the summer from a Liverpool point of view is the transfers especially I think we're in a very good position just to be aggressive on the targets we have identified early but we can also sit back and just say if X becomes available we can be very swift and move into that player so let's say if 
Leon called and said, Memphis Depay, he's got one year left on his contract. You can have him £15 million. I think if there were clubs in Europe who were going to act on that like that, it would be Liverpool every day of the week. So I think we're in a really good advantageous position for that. I just wonder what you guys thought. Hmm. I don't know what to think when it comes to Liverpool transfers, to be honest. Like, uh, a player could be negotiating, holding the, holding the shirt, and they still won't play for Liverpool. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, we're hearing a lot of talk about, you know, having to, you know, you, the, uh, with the whole, you know, COVID-19 hitting the transfer budget, you know, hitting everyone, actually, to be fair. But I don't know what to think, man, because... It is what it is, isn't it, with Liverpool? Like you don't know, you don't know who's coming in, you don't know who's going out. You think someone's going, but they managed to stay um, for a whole year and get and get a Premier League a medal. Uh, you think guys are coming in, and then you know they just end up somewhere else, or the deal falls through, and we have to wait until January or wait until the next season to get them. So I don't mean to be the doom and gloom guy of the podcast, but I do not know, honestly. Yeah, no, but I agree with what Chris is trying to say in the sense of we are in a good position where. As in, like, clubs will probably think that, yeah, we've not got much money and that's what we've been briefing out there. But ultimately, we are working behind the scenes in, get, like, reducing our wage budget and also getting rid of players. So even getting 11 mil for Lovren and releasing his 120k a week wages is a really mm-hmm. good deal if you think about his age, number one, and also he had a year left on his contract um, and also he's injury prone as well. And and again, he's not exactly the most reliable as you guys are gonna obviously think. Um, so, <laughs> so so yeah, so I, we're clearly gonna be working behind the scenes. Um, I get, I do understand why some fans are um, dubious on it. Like I, I do get it, but ultimately I think, like Chris said, we're playing a game here of you know just working shrewdly behind the scenes, getting rid of players, and then yeah. When there's a player that we want and we've identified, yeah, we just want to nab them. So I think we're going to make about three signings. Um, I don't think it'll be too much. If you if you chop and change too much, it, it, it's not good for stability in the actual squad itself. Um, but yeah. Well, I will say though, I do think it's uh, we're in a very advantageous position where, as in, we're actually very attractive right now. Like we've got players like Thiago who's made it very adamant to a powerhouse like Bayern Munich that he wants to play for Liverpool. And we've seen in the past as well, there's been, you know, Van Dijk, of course, saying that, yeah, Tiana, Man City and Chelsea to come to Liverpool. Um, players in the past, even um, players that haven't got here, uh, Fakir, he was adamant on going to come into Liverpool because they saw what what the project is over here, even before we won the Premier League and Champions League. So, yeah, we're in a very, and even now with all of this happening, we're in a very, very good position to attract players and even have players wanting to force a move out of the clubs if they're like, yo, like, for example, with, with like what Kai Hovis is doing with, um, with Bayern Munich, uh, Bayern Leverkusen, we can have players that are like, okay, Liverpool want me, and yeah, they might not be coughing up what you want them to cough up, but I want to go because this is Liverpool Football Club here, like we're talking about. So, for the first time in my life, probably this is a we're, we're in a very like peak. We're in a position where a, a player would rather come to us over Real Madrid, over uh, over Real Madrid or Barcelona. So I'm happy about that. I completely agree with that and I, I think you feel the same way, Farhi. In terms of the football situation we've got and the whole club structure in general, it's the most sound I've ever seen it in, in my lifetime as well. I mean, we've always had a decent product on the pitch for the majority. We'll, you know, we'll disregard the Hodgson years. Um, but I think in terms of everything about the club, just the appeal it has, it's, it's all-time high. So I completely agree with what you've said there, Julian. 
Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, in terms of actual appeal to other players and stuff, it, you're not going to get any higher than this currently. I just can't see it. So, and again, I think that's why it winds up the fan base quite a bit. Um, but ultimately, you know, we have a project and we work a certain way. So we'll see what happens. That's why I'm not too fussed on missing out on like the bigger names because I'm going to be honest. I'm not. I like you know in our in our group chat they throw around names like Tancho like this like that. I'm like to be honest, I would take a Ryan Fraser right now because I have that much believing. All right, oh, chill. What no, are you saying? <laughs> not not as a starter, but but I'm just saying like I have that much belief in Klopp that if you get someone like Ryan Fraser, he would maximize his use to the to to, to the most that. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Anyone anyone that Klopp signs, I, I do agree that he will get the best out of them. Um, the, yeah, that was one of the big things about Andy Robertson. I mean, you, you could see even a hole, and you know, in the situation they were in, you could still see the player that was there, and you know, with a little bit of refinement. Obviously, the player he's come, I, I didn't foresee him becoming the player he's become today, but I saw him as a very, very good player. Mm. Um, so you know, kind of unearthing those gems is is very good. Um, I have to kind of cancel out that one on Sancho, Julian. Uh, I think. Yeah, I'm a little, little bit envious of whoever gets him this summer. Uh, to, to be honest, I'm I'm not envious. I'm not envious because when you, I'm gonna I'm gonna move a bit like Ellis. When you just think about it for a bit, like, <laughs> would you really be like jealous? Like, am I gonna be really mad that Sancho's not because he's got because he deserves to be? I'm um, going to a team and having the equity of saying, "Yo, I deserve to be one of the highest paid players." If he comes to Liverpool, he doesn't deserve that. He's not coming here and replacing anyone on the wings because, let's be real, we love this Salah at, at number nine fantasy, but it's not something that should be our be like our be like our first go to. And um, with Sancho there, I'm like, nah, like, we, nah, it's not that. So if someone, if we don't get Sancho of that pro, of that this year, I'm I'm not mad because he doesn't. I'm not gonna say he doesn't deserve to play for Liverpool, but he doesn't deserve to just automatically come in and take people's positions. And that's for me, who's one of the harshest critics as well. And be on a higher wage than players that have actually won trophies and performed to the highest of high levels um, for over the last three seasons. So I'm not fast. Yeah, no, I completely, I, I, I agree with the latter part of that. Um, I think it's very detrimental to the squad you've got now and the harmony that you bring someone in um, who probably won't be first choice off the bat, as, as mad as that sounds, because he could walk into any other team and be first choice. Uh, if you're setting up on 180k a week, he's already earning as much as your best players who have already, you know, done the business at the club. So, yeah, it is um, it is an interesting situation we see us in, as opposed to Joe last week saying that, uh, you know, why aren't we signing these players who are coming in on 250 grand a week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, like like you see in the group chat, um, I'll share it on Discord as well. I've set up like a little transfer calculator of working out how much money we're saving on wages per week and also working out how much money we've got in the kitty so um, it'll be interesting to see how that actually does get reinvested so yeah I mean what with Klein Lalana, and now Lovren that's at least touching about what 300k a week yes so it works out around um, around 13 14 mil a year already saved plus the 10 mil sold on Lovren so that's 24 mil so yeah, it's slowly cropping up. So it'll be uh, again. I, I, um, I've got faith in the club, so I want to see what they do this summer. And obviously, if they don't use that money properly, then yeah, there'll be words. Yeah. 
completely agree. Uh, quick note for our Patreon audience. Uh, we'll be doing a transfer game in some of our Patreon-exclusive shows, so you can see how the Copain cast would do their ideal transfer window. We've got some interesting teams um, <laughs> I, on the hands. I, Joe, so, Joe is li- I can't wait to see what Joe does, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mo will blow the budget on one player and be like, yeah, hold that. I'm on it. Yeah, what? Say something. My team's all right. I like yeah. my team. My team, my team is fairly balanced. I, I, I think everyone on my team will be able to come up. I think my team will win, to be honest, because everyone else's team is just, boy, like, you've got a man that's going to blow out the bath on one player and just tell you to hold that. <laughs> so when me and Ellis were uh, putting the teams together, we kind of tried to make them as, not as personality clashed as possible, but we thought we'd get the best content. So I think we've done exactly that. So be on the lookout for those in the coming weeks. Um, so, yeah... Report cards then. So we had our pre-season shouts, um, mm. as we discussed earlier on, in terms of you know who we thought was you know points totals and stuff. None of us, I don't think any of us thought we were going to get the ninety-nine points that we did. I thought we were all going to be floating around the 94, 92, I think we said. Yeah, I said ninety-two, ninety-three. Yeah. So we've outperformed those expectations, but it, one of the things that stood out to me is how little. I wouldn't say how little of faith, but we just expected Man City to go again and win the league. Um, I think the only person who was brave enough to say that we would win the league outright was Ellis when I was looking back at it. Um, oh, wait, hold on. A friend of the pod, Mush, is going to say the same thing, that, that blind hope that they have. Actually, no, I'm not, I'm not letting Ellis have that. No. <laughs> He's like, no, we'll see. We'll see you like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ellis didn't call it out. Ellis was like, oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We've got just like seven points. So you're like, oh, we'll see. No, 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 no. I'm not letting Ellis have it. It's only Mush. And he left the pod, so. So it doesn't count. So basically, yeah, it doesn't even count. Yeah, so, I mean, in terms of the expectations that we set for this team, we can say that they've far surpassed them. But I think the... The weird thing about this team is, at the moment, it's far from a perfect team, which is absolutely insane to say with the, the points totals and the way that they've played this season. You can see the definite areas of improvement that there are next season. So you look at the stats to say with an album, I mean, yes, he scored four goals this season and some of them have been in crucial situations, but there's been no assists. So there's already an area there for improvement. Nabi Keita, how he's kind of come on towards the end of the season. If he can be fit for a full season, that gives us a more dynamic edge um, in the middle of the park um, you know Roberto Firmino can he actually score 15 goals next season no. maybe I don't know Julian's no. looking at me like he wants to kill me so I'm going to never don't worry man I'm going to score that don't worry well um, we'll put a little bet on in the, uh, in the group you want to yeah, I, I, I can bet you a, a, a hundred pound that he's not going to he's not going to score 15 goals next season well, what was it in the league in the, in the league, yeah, he might never be able to get it. Like you know, if he collects, you know, like Pepe does, like collect random steps, random stats from different competitions and puts it together. Oh, no, no, we're we're, we're not, you know, we're not dirt like that. We, we we play fair. You know what I mean? Okay, so yeah, fifteen goals in the league, I can beat you. Fifty, le- 50 league goals. I'll take that. Huh? Wow, that. fifteen 50 league, league goals. goals. You're going for it? Yeah, I'll go for it. Okay, no, then fair. I mean, he's done fourteen before. Yeah, but it's this is the thing. All he has to do is just put away. Fucking six of the chances he missed this season out of the nine million I mean, shots. He's yeah, done. so the yeah. odds of probability are fairly decent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, in in Chris's words, the XG rating says he should be scoring like three goals a game. 
Sorry. But it's poor. And that's what, and that's what gets me mad about. He has scored 15 goals in the league before. 17, 18, he scored 15. Oh, yeah. He got like 17, in it? But that's yeah. what he's in the you know, yeah. I make the bet with you that like, when the season starts, still, it depends on who we get. It depends on who we buy and what, and what Klopp is saying. That's, that's fair. So, we'll see if there's rotation. Yeah, if there's rotation, if, if, we, if we buy Thiago, he might get 15. He might. That, that, that weird Italian, Spanish, Brazilian link up with the Brazilian. I don't know what he is. I don't know what he is. One minute he's Brazilian, then he's Spanish, like... He's boys with Coutinho one minute, talking about, uh, I don't know what <laughs> but like, talking about this, and then the minute he's playing for Spain, I don't know what that U is, man. He's, he's lost. But I want him to like, live. Yeah, def- definitely want him at Liverpool. Um, yeah, I mean, what are you expecting uh, for, for next season, just in terms of the perform- from improvements from the team? Um, Farhi, I'll let you go first. You've worked so hard for all the things you have. The salary, the status, the success. And with that image, there's a drink. One to unwind, one to loosen up, one to take the edge off. But how do you know when a drink is more than just a drink? We get it. We can help. Karen's Grandview program has been helping accomplished people just like you regain their lives. Talk to us. Visit karen.org slash grandview. Expecting from the team? Yeah, just so what we've seen in terms of the shortcomings from the team this season, which sounds mad yeah. to say, but there definitely yeah. has been shortcomings. Um, yeah. What would you see? What would you see as the areas for improvement and how they can? Be I, I th- okay, I think I think the main thing is going to be the over reliance on our fullbacks. I think Klopp has realised that we do rely way too much on Robertson and Trent, and I think by seeing what Cater has done in the past ten games, clearly having that creativity in the middle does help a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and also with the links with Thiago and everything. So I, I feel as if the main thing we're going to see as a difference is less reliance on the fullbacks and more creativity from the middle. So I, I don't know if that means someone misses out more. Um, again, I wouldn't know who would be missing out out of the three usual suspects. Um, but yeah, I do expect there to be more emphasis on the middle of the pitch and in terms of are attacks, I think they're going to start from the middle of the pitch more rather than just Trent and Robertson doing the doing the work for us. Um, because I think opponents have worked us out. They know what's going to happen. So yep. just like what Arsenal did against us, if they do 3-5-2, it, it basically closes us in. So, um, yeah, that, that's what I think is going to be the biggest difference. Other than that, front three are going to stay the same. Um, hopefully more rotation with another forward if we do sign one. Other than that, that's basically it. Julian, yourself? Um, next season, uh, uh, what I would say is uh, we have to remember that these boys have been playing high-intensity football for three seasons now. So I do expect a bit of a drop, especially with um, the, the break not being as, as long as it usually is, especially between the gap between football and pre-season and the start of the season is going to be accelerated rapidly. Um, but we can... If we, it depends on what our transfer window or what our transfer window is saying. So, for example, I definitely feel like we need a more fullback cover uh, next season. Whether it be you know trying to um, put in Nico Williams and Milner back at and Joe Gomez, um, I think Klopp is gonna regardless. Um, he knows that as as why he said that this season that you know we've had an over reliance on our fullback, so he's definitely gonna try to do more rotation. Um, I actually think weirdly enough Klopp is going to have Ox on the wing more. 
Um, Podcast, no. I know, I know it's like, <laughs> but I think over, especially over the last few games with the resurgence of Keita, he's realised that one Ox is for the for the for the football that we play, which is quite which has been quite pragmatic over the last few seasons. He doesn't want Ox does not suit that centre mid role like he did before in seventeen eighteen. So he's going to. So he's going to be a, he's going to push him to the wing and, and have him as wing cover and maybe buy another winger, hopefully buy forward to have some rotation with Firmino. But then again, as I said before, if we if we are able to get that creative centre mid along with having Keita push up, um, that will that would relieve um, Firmino more of the pressure of having to drop deep and try to create for his wingers as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I do hope um, that we get some wing, so we get some more cover. And obviously, there is a style of play where. Our fullbacks aren't our, our fullbacks aren't our only creative outlet. We need it. We need it through the middle now. I think a couple of players need to, you know, take a. a, a, a they're going to take more seats on the bench for a couple of more games. Um, um, e.g., like Brynjolfsson, Henderson as well. So I think he's been running to the ground a lot. Um, maybe Van Dijk, Joe, like these are for like of course like cup competitions and things like that. And yeah, that's that's what I expect. I expect our I expect us to reach ninety points again next season, though. I do, I do expect us to win it again as well. What no, about I you, Chris? I would like to see a fair, I say a fair few, uh, some more goals from just across the pitch with more people chipping in. Um, you, know, you, know, you just look around the squad. I think one album could up the goal count. Um, you know, Henderson as well. I'm expecting a lot more from Naby in terms of goals next season. And I'm not going to do a mark prediction, but I mean, I think he can probably bag. You know, if he stays fit, probably get about seven, eight goals if you assist as well. One um, four, basically. Yeah, which is you know for for central midfielder in the way we play, that'd be that'd be a very good return. Um, and I just I think in games where we are on the front foot quite early, and there's that period from about thirty-five to forty-five, where we've made it about two 0 if we just have a little bit more intensity, push a bit more forwards instead of dropping back and being ha- being content with that two 0 I just expect mm-hmm. us to be a little bit more ruthless and dominate more. Um, you know, a lot more three four nils by half time, which this team is a lot. He's very very well capable of doing. Um, and that again, that would allow you to kill off games early, demoralise the team by half time. Then again, you can get your rotation going in with five subs, and it allows you just to take more control of the game and, and have a bit more squad management. Yeah, the, the five sub thing does worry me a bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, that's why I, I think I think that's why transfers this year is fairly important, especially with another, another definitely with another attacker. I'd say. Yeah, because we can't keep on just bringing on Origi. It's it's just I, I, I love the guy, man. I love the guy. Yeah. Man, honestly, there needs to be something else for our attack. What 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 people need to understand is that levels are levels, man. That. Like, 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 really, like, like, I really, I, I like him. Cole Hero, I'm, I like, has done amazing things, and has had amazing moments. But it's like, come on, man, like, man, see, I bring enough, I bring on full forward and then fucking Mara's off the bench, and we're bringing on Origi. And then sometimes there are games where Origi is so lost when he comes on, like, so lost. So, and it's not his fault, man. He's coming on with like 15 minutes to go. What do you expect him to do? It's just yeah. Like, like literally, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I agree with Julian. Like, if you just compare between us and our main rivals, what Man City have and what we have, it's just, man, it's just, yeah, it's like it's like gold and copper. No <laughs> offense, no, no offense. No, it's I'm fair. Not even trying to be that harsh, but yeah, 
It's, uh, it's it's like we discussed a few weeks ago, isn't it? In terms of the, the nostalgia that we have on certain players. I mean, I think Origi probably should move on now at this stage of his career, just for himself more than anything. He might be content yeah. being. Well, literally, yeah, he, like yeah. he can he can actually start for like every single. No, no, okay, no, 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 no. Let's say if he went New, if he if he went Newcastle, he's better than Joe Linton. Yeah, he can start. He's he bad. He can start. Bad goals for fun. Yeah. Even if he went to. Even if we went to somewhere like um, Palace, nah, nah, not even Palace. You can go to another Champions League team. You can go to like a, he can go to like a Leon. If they sell, if they sell who they need to sell, he can he can go to Leon and start. No, don't get it twisted. In terms of Origi's ability, if he started thirty-eight league games for us, he'd be scoring more than fifteen goals a season. No, for sure. And, and but that doesn't mean he's better than Firmino because he's not. He doesn't bring enough to our game. Like he doesn't bring enough to the team. He doesn't help out enough. Um, but yeah, I, I have full confidence in him scoring goals. He can score goals, but it's, it's more the what does he actually bring to the overall team? And I, I don't think he does enough. Yeah, and, and scoring, yeah. Goals, scoring goals isn't like, as much as I get onto Firmino, scoring 15 goals wouldn't, wouldn't be enough. Like, or at least with Firmino, yes, he may get, well, how many goals he's got? Five? Chill. In the, in the league? Nine? Julian, are you alright? He's got nine, man. They're too few and far between, but yeah, maybe you get nine goals, but I can there's intangible there's intangibles that family links up play well, da, 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 da. And what Origi like with those goals, he doesn't make up for it enough. Like nah. He can, he can definitely play at like a a West Ham. Um Oh yeah, he'd be great there. Even yeah, Bowen, bloody hell. That'd be a nightmare, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't mind him staying. All I'm saying is I don't want him to be the only choice we have as an attacker. So that, yeah. That's it. Completely agree. Well, like, you can go to the Latsit, man. Like, you can go there and play. He'd be so... But then again, he failed in the Bundesliga last time. But again, he was playing for a team that was super defensive yeah. and they just shifted him out on the wing. It was really weird. So, yeah, it's, it's a weird one for him. I'm interested to see what we can get for him in a COVID... Covid um, preseason. It's, it's, exactly. I'm not really sure what his value is. What do you reckon? Because he signed his contract. What? I think you could get 20 million for him. Yeah, but you, we wouldn't want that. We'd want more. We, we, yeah, this is the thing. He come. He's had 20 moments. Like we can actually get 30 more for him. No lies. Agree. The interesting, I, the interesting I one will be how much you get for Jordi Shakiri. Because I think you could, you, but in January you could probably could have maybe got 18. I don't know what you're getting at. I think we sell him for around the same price we're going for. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yes. And and the thing is, that with inflation, it's like, yeah, with inflation since then, it's, it's, yeah, it's not bad. But yeah, we can sell, definitely sell him for what we're going for. We're going for. Especially with now Champions League and a Premier League medal. So. Yeah, and I think also with his um, transfer fee to Stoke, it probably had clauses about winning the Premier League and Champions League and getting more money. So we've probably paid a little bit more to Stoke as well. So um, <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, amount, of, the amount of teams that have eaten uh, on our success recently has been yeah. quite, quite a the, the Cater transfer had uh, yeah. Premier League and Champions League clauses on there. Well, we should kill Ox, Oxes did as well. That was definitely one that we could have paid up front. Like, yo, like, come on, Stoke. Like, you're not going to get money for him. You're going down. Like, we, we can pay this and keep it moving. I don't yeah, think that, that, was, that was a weird one where they, they came to us and said, he's got an £11 million pound rele- relegation release clause. And, and then we considered it then. Yeah. So, 
that's that's what I say. I think for deals like that, we'll definitely be in a very good position of strength. I mean, you look at a guy. I uh, mean, he's been rumoured kind of this week. Look at Ismail Assar. That could be oh. a deal that there could be business to be done. Uh, it's a weird one because everyone keeps telling me he's a really good player, but bar the bar the absolute blinding game he get had against us, I'm not really seeing him play. So I can't really make a good assessment of whether he's like decent or not. This is going to be bad at me, but even though I didn't watch Liverpool, one, I watched the, the start of match of the day with Arsenal and he looked good. It's just that with him, he's won, obviously, like he started really well um, with the season, so did Watford, I believe. And then over time, they, they progressively got worse and obviously his performances were a victim of that. But he is, he, he looks, you know what he is? He looks very raw. He looks like with some coaching and with obviously like, you know, in a team that could like, you know, like thrive off of his off of his raw ability, like you know his. I, I don't know have the cliche um this description for a black player, but you know his pace and power, um and maximizing it the most from clock. He's he can be something special, like and he's my nice little bro, man. Like Tom Martin should just turn to come through and they'll be alright. Like, I, I like yeah, him. yeah, I like him. I, I from what I've seen, like even earlier on in the season, I put in the chat I was like Ismail Far, I really like him. Um, the thing with him is he can play both flanks. I've seen him play on the left and the right. He's more comfortable on the right, but he he can because he's right-footed. But he can easily play, uh, easily play on the left. Um, in terms of his creativity, I think the only issue with him, again, like Julian said, is he's very raw in terms of his output. He he does most of the job well, but it's the final third where he kind of crumbles a bit. But again, it, it depends on the fluidity of the attack as well. So the way Watford attack completely different to the way we do. I think if he came into a setup like ours and if, if he had coach um, Klopp coaching him, it, it'd be a completely different story. I think I, I want us to sign a, a raw gem like Star. Someone of that ilk uh, would, be, would be great. So I, I'm interested in seeing what Watford are going to charge for him because they signed him for, I think, around 30 million. Um, but obviously, they're going to be desperate for cash. So I, I don't know what they can ask for him. He reminds me of what's it? Um, you know, say Maximum from Newcastle. Yeah. Have you? Like, what I think is which 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 has been spoken about, but what's it, what what I give him and Newcastle a bit of credit for is that. Have you noticed how much he's progressed his game since he's since he first came from this like before he came? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that just just out here, just doing the madness. But then over time, he's actually become more and more like efficient. Like he knows when to cross, he knows when to pass, he knows when to make the right runs, he knows where to run now. And like I think the same can happen with Saar. He, I don't think he's been in the the right coaching, especially having four different coaches. Um, I believe. Yeah, that's mad. I mean, that <laughs> yeah, can't exactly. be good for any good young player. Yeah. So I can imagine if Klopp says, "You just do this. Like, use use this ability in these scenarios. Pass the ball here. Look for this player. Look for look for these runs." And yeah, I think we we will find a gem. We'll, we'll probably find another Mane that that in a couple of years if he when he gets a chance. So I, I would like to see that. Yeah, I think um, you know you've convinced me there. If, if the price is right, I think we'll we'll definitely end up going in for it. Yeah. Um, terms, uh, you know, outgoings this week. We have to say goodbye to our beloved Dejan Lovren. Rest in piss, shit guy. Fuck you, bro. I don't care. I don't care about him. I hate him, bro. Dickhead. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna miss him. Like Chris, you've got the perfect cast. You've got one that hates him and one that loves him, man. Oh, so, there we go. This is perfect. This is perfect. Yeah, I'm going to miss him, man. Good guy. Good vibes. Uh, rest in piss, man. He wasn't even funny as well. That wouldn't joke to most like that. It wasn't even jokes. Yeah, I mean, man. Wasting yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. Wasting uh, time. I mean, 
the, the thing with him, yeah, you, you know, like we're a football club. There, there always has to be a player that's like Marmite, and he was clearly like bitter Marmite. But I always felt sorry for him because I could see <laughs> that he always like he. It's not like he didn't want to do well. Like he was trying his hardest. You could tell him. You could see he was trying. That was the thing. Was yeah. li- that's the thing. And and like to me, like honestly, uh, again, I, I, clearly I'm a softie, but. As long as I can see that you're really trying and when you fuck up, it's actually hitting you mentally. Like, you know what? You've properly fucked up and you know you're trying to do your best. Like, even when he's making a mistake, he try and, like, solve the problems that he just caused, but he just make it even worse. You can do that. Don't get tested. You can do that in your first season, even though I'm done with it in this first season anyway. Like, you can do that in your first season, but... When it's years and years and years and years of you just doing a ma- like a madness, like an abs and like literally that like this whole run, when you when you actually think about it, yeah, this whole run of us being a, an amazing team is because of him, because he was so bad that Klopp said this isn't happening again. Exactly. So you gotta love him for that, man. I don't. I don't. I don't if, if that Spurs performance didn't happen, Klopp would not have signed Van Dyke. I'm telling yeah. you now, honestly. <laughs> That, that the guy, the guy tried to play an offside from a throw-in. When have you ever seen a centre back worth twenty-five mil at the time do that? Like, honestly, I love the guy. It, it is kind of like that moment, the like when his head's going. Hang on a minute, I don't know if this has ever been done before. Let, 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 let me try it. Let me see if I can do an offside from a throw-in. It turns out it's actually impossible. So, <laughs> I've never seen a player so rattled in my life. He plays like uh, that's first game. Big man, thing. He plays like he's on shoes. Like everything is just a psychedelic trip to him. Like, <laughs> But you know what? He's had very good performances as well. Don't get it yeah. twisted. Don't get it twisted. 17-18 I mean, Champions League, that run, he was very good. Very Even the Champions League final, he was very good. He kept Ronaldo quiet the whole game. Okay, okay, okay. Let's say this, yeah. Defensively, we wasn't great in that. Apart from Man City, I think Matic played that game anyway. We wasn't great in our Champions League run because we got sexed by Roma when we went over there. Do yeah, you can have some, a, a few competent games, but I'm not gonna lie, you've had way, way, way more bad, way more bad games than good. Then games I can't say is good. Competent and good are different. Like I've seen some good performances from defenders. He's just had competent ones. Nah, he's had good ones, man. Uh, you're, you're he's had, he's had good games. I mean, he's had some games where he went up against like Lukaku and stuff and performed incredibly it's well. Shocking, but he's had, he's had shocking ones against Lukaku as well. Yeah, so, like literally, it is it is fifty fifty with him, man. You never know what you're gonna get, and that's what I'm gonna miss. <laughs> I, I, like I said, like I keep saying, I cannot wait to see who the fan base blames next season for any crap performances. I who cannot gonna be? wait. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go with from my current squad. If it had to be someone, it's gonna be Genie nice. if he stays. Yeah, um, if it's not Genie, then it's gonna be Bobby. I think I think times up yeah, on Bobby. Those two. I think Henderson's going off like equity. Yeah, Henderson's got. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Henderson, Henderson's. I think the piss boiling in rival systems from him winning football writers association in the area has provided enough kudos in the bank for him to you know have another season you've where done, no one flogs him. You've done um, too many shuffles for for people to start to start talking crazy about him now. Like he's yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. not. It, you can see the agenda spewing slowly. It's it's Widge and it's Bobby. Yeah, yeah that's that's where the blame's gonna be shifted now. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, as much as I'm as I'm critical of Widge, yeah, you thought I was gonna defend Bobby in it. Relax, relax, Christian. I'm not gonna defend that that you. 
I, 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 I do enough of that myself, so it's fine. As, as, much, <laughs> as critical as I am of um, of Widge, yeah, I actually think that the Widge um, criticism has gone a bit overboard. That I can kind of get, you know, the criticisms that we kind of have of him of like, oh, he can go missing in games, but we wouldn't. I don't think we would ever come out and be like, oh, but he needs to go. He needs to go. I mean, maybe yeah, a nah. Like, yeah. he needs to go. I understand what his function in our team is and what he brings to the team. Yes, it may annoy me that he's not, you know, on the on the end of on the end that his end product with assisting and goals isn't where I want it to be. But there's no denying, like if if was, if I wanted a solid game, I'm not looking at which like yo, like what is going on? If I like want a game where we need to batten down the hatches, we need to grind out a result. I'm I'm I'd rather have Wiz than anyone in our midfield. Apart from Fabinho, of course. So like, no. I think the, Vinaldum, the realm case is really weird because there's been times when we've been chasing games and that's when he really turns it on. He's a lot more involved in the box and he's in those scoring positions. So I think, just like I said earlier on, with the being a bit more aggressive in that you know, kind of 30 to 45 minute period, I think if he can get himself in those positions a bit more, it alleviates that kind of an antagonistic thing he gets from the fan base and not being involved in certain aspects of the game so yeah it is weird that people don't think he's an important player and I also do feel like this this like idea of us having a more creative midfield and him being one of the most like ready because I think his contract is up next year like you know we can probably fetch a good price for him for all of he's done that I think that's kind of played a part in you know not vitriol against him, but you know the kind of yeah, we, like yeah, let Ronaldo go so we can put in Thiago. They just want to they, they were, they're romanticizing the idea of the creative midfields, and he's like a byproduct of that, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think if the Thiago link wasn't there, the criticism for Widge wouldn't be there either. Like there would be criticism, but it wouldn't be as harsh as it has been in the past few weeks. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, speaking, I, of, mid- speaking of midfielders leaving, um, let's say goodbye to our beloved lad Milana, who's gone to Brighton right. on a free transfer, which is. I thought you'd do a bit better than that. No offence to Brighton, but, you know. Um, yeah, well, Graham Potter's got a good project going on, man. And they play really good football. I'm yeah, they do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy seeing Lallana get a good run of games again. Because I actually don't think he's... I think if he got a good run in this team, he maybe would have picked it up, like, as he's shown before, but it's just injuries. But I'm going to enjoy seeing Lallana get some football games. So I think he's kind of been a victim of our success. To yeah. Be yeah, yeah, I feel, totally. I feel yeah. you can tell there's a lot more vintage performances there, um, and you know the, the way the team have spoke about him more than more than anything um, about how important he is, you know, in, in the dressing room, especially with the younger players as well. I know that Curtis Jones has spoke spoke very highly of him, which is very nice to see. But, um, but yeah, as Williams as well. Yeah, you can still you can even tell Curtis Jones is speaking this flow, man. Like I'm seeing Curtis Jones and that when he comes on, I'm like, rah. This is like, like that's what that's what I literally see Curtis Jones as like a Lalana regen. Like, yeah, we've got another Lalana coming through the ranks. But look, hey, Lalana, man, I, I, like, I, I I can't lie to you. I'm 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 not sad that he's gone, but I'm like, you deserve you deserve to leave with a Premier League and Champions League medal. He was 16, 17, 17, 18. He was quality, man. That like, such a quality baller. Like before that, I was thinking, why the fuck did we sign this guy? He's one of them other Southampton youths, but with Klopp, he. Like them early stages, he did reach a, a, a level. I was, I was surprised. So, hold that in, man. Yeah, I mean, he was brought in for a reason to kind of certify us top four and kind of push on. And 
ultimately, with and without him due to injuries, we did do that. So um, his job was a successful one. His signing was a successful one, in my opinion. Um, he may not have been the most important players during our successful period in the Champions League and the Premier League, but he, he still pitched in when he needed to against Burnley. He pitched in and United to score that goal at Old Trafford to keep us um, unbeaten. Like, you know, you, you can't begrudge him of that. Um, I, I wish he could have played more, but yeah, his body just yeah. couldn't handle it. So, um, it'll be, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see how he does at Brighton, but Brighton do play really good football. Graham Potter's a good manager. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does there. I just remember that's the, that the start of the 16-17 season where he was just boiling out of control, man. Like, he was such a... Remember Marnie first came and he was just, ah, oh, just finding Marnie. I think there was, was even... It game, was it the game against Leicester at home? Yeah. He was just absolutely just ridiculous. The one where Sarri started up front? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is probably one of my favourite Liverpool games. Like, watching, like, when we were so... Yeah, that's probably the start of, like, we can play good football. Before, yeah, that was the wavy football time. Yeah, that was that was yeah that was that was vibe, yeah vibes football before that. Like, good vibes only. Yeah, good vibes only, man. None of this. Mate, that was vibe. No, no defend, no defending, no clean sheets, just vibes. That was my favorite type of football. I can't lie to you. When Alana was about, when Alana Coutinho, yeah, that midfield was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but then but then you see what happens when you have a midfield like that I can't believe that people are still calling for the um, Oxlade Chamberlain Cater midfield that just nah, it man. blows my mind it absolutely uh, you know blows Oxley, my mind yeah. with Oxlade I like him in central midfield but he, he's great for pinball football you know like when it's just yeah. a messy messy game that, that is where he thrives but an actual game where you know you've got a structure in place and you're actually using tactics. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I remember was it this season where I was screaming for it all season, yeah? Like, oh, we need a Fabinho, KR, Ox midfield. I, was, I think it was in the Champions League. What game? I think it was against Salzburg. Was it was against Gang. Yeah, it was against Gang. Yeah. Finally got it. My God. What a good... What a <laughs> What? I felt bad for Fabino in that game because he was like, uh, he's like, I'm on an island. Like, what do you want me to do? What, what do you... That was the first time like Kater had finally got the. We actually finally got the perform like the midfield that we wanted, and after that, never again. Like you know, like <laughs> that, that you can me. only risk it against certain teams, man. Yeah, like yeah. that. That's like a yeah. I'm never, I'm never doing that drug again, kind of moment because wait, that is that was that was wild. That was a wild ninety minutes. Like. You, like, you know like the Chelsea game last week? That type of chaotic football is what Ox thrives on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't... Like, I don't want... Like, I, like, performances like that are lovely in, like, the, at, like, the end of the season where you just want to... Isolation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when it doesn't mean much. No, it doesn't mean much. <laughs> you're just there for vibes. But I can, I, if, I, if I saw performances like that during the season, my heart wouldn't be able to take it, honestly. If I saw that in January, fam... Boy, I was thinking, no. Nah. Yeah, it was all it was all good until Pulisic came on. Yeah, literally. It's, yeah, but um, anything else you want to cover before we um, end it today? Um, competition, free Liverpool kit. There's going to be a tweet, guys. Make sure to retweet it for your chance to win a free Liverpool kit. Yeah, don't let me win it because if I win it, like I'm going to be shameless. It's an LFC Nike kit. Uh, it's um, a brand new one, shiny nah, red with I'm a badge. 
Don't if you if if you like let one of the podcasts like because this is what we did. If because I'm signed up to the Patreon as well. If if you actually let one of us win it, we actually want to rub it in you your face, like fam. Like boy, this is what you could have had. Yeah, you could have had for free. So yeah, man. If you don't want me being a dickhead and like posing with it, you know, and all them things there, then like yeah, man. You know. Do, do what you do what you got to do. Sign up to the Patreon. Retweet the tweet that we're going to have as well. Loads of comps coming out, um, and yeah, obviously we've got Chris's transfer game coming up on Patreon soon as well. Oh, another good game. Hold tight, Jurgen Klopp will win the MMA Manager of the Year. That was classy for Fergie as well. That was amazing. I don't know. I'm Calling him at half three in the morning, man. Yeah, that, that, was... that is funny. Wait, we don't have listeners questions. We didn't ask. Oh, it's vibes, nice. man. Just vibes today. Yeah, just vibes. Yeah, yeah. No, no listeners' questions. Just vibes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. listener, listeners' questions. Amigos. Listeners' questions are only for the Patreon. So are they? They're, they're Patreon exclusive now. So, oh man, you see, oh man, I'm gonna ask their questions now. Like, I'm gonna ask them. I just have to ask them as well. <laughs> listeners' questions might now become a Discord and Patreon exclusive. So. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah, Discord chat. Oh, you guys got to join, man. Oh god, it's good. Just watch me versus Joe. Honestly, it's funny. Yeah, like, you can call him. Uh, come in and I'll call him the Rambler. He likes that. Yeah, call, call <laughs> Joe out. And watch what happens. You get like a glimpse into what our group chats look like because yeah, they're a mess. Like we argue over anything and anything. Like if I even if I look at it now, yeah, let me just see what we're arguing over. So it, 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 it's anything. It's everything. Everything. It could be the most random things. Like, what, what did you eat for breakfast? Uh, you know, eggs. Oh, really? You eat eggs for breakfast? Right. What are you on about? <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, then we try and season the sixteen seventeen. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is the football you wanted back. Yeah. Seventeen eighteen vibes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what for me? front, Yeah. Yeah. Because this is about arguing about anything. And um, what's good? Yeah, we're arguing about um. What the fuck did Joe? Oh, yeah, Joe's talking about Thiago and Steve. We're arguing again. So join us, man. As you can tell, we're actually on um, holiday mode with like, the players now. We, we, the, the end of this pod is kind of like. Yeah, we, have, a, we, we have done a bit of a Joe at the end of the pod, a little bit rambly. But um, yeah. as everyone has said, as, as everyone has said, uh, please sign up to the Patreon page. Uh, it is uh, patreon.com slash copenfracas. Um, Again, August is going to be a really big month for us in terms of the content we've got and all the exciting things we have planned for you, competitions, bonus bonus features, and, of course, exclusive content. So be sure to head over there and subscribe. Um, you will not... Re- Today's episode is brought to you by Clorox. When it counts, trust Clorox the same way we trust essential workers to provide the care they give to us. Families trust Clorox to give them a safe and protected home. Our community heroes trust Clorox to keep places like hospitals and grocery stores disinfected. So I know I too can trust Clorox to provide my home with a safe environment at home we can all enjoy. So I have a story for you, Amanda. Um, With Clorox, there's one thing I definitely use it for every single time before I step into my vanity van. Uh, I love the entire place disinfected because that's where I keep my makeup. Uh, That's where I get ready. That's where my clothes are. That's sometimes where I take a nap as well. So, you know, I can use it all over like time of need. So, um, yeah, it's been really, really, it just keeps everything super clean and I, I feel super safe. For me, it's important to share with loved ones and the public in general how they can give the most care for their loved ones. 
especially during times like these, I mean, with the pandemic going on, with COVID going on, it's just great to be extra sanitary with all the items that are around you, caring for others and, you know, just wiping down the door handle after you use the bathroom or wiping down so the So important. The toilet, so important. The toilet handle. Don't forget oh. the toilet handle. <laughs> so remember, when, when it counts, counts trust Clorox. Great. The 18 people who have already subscribed, you know, nothing but nothing but great reviews so far. Um, so yeah, um, and of course, stay with us in terms of any developments we have for transfers. There'll be immediate live reactions, etc., etc., etc. So yeah, thank you very much for all your support. I know this is back last year, but are, are we still recording? Like, or is this the last part of the season? Still recording. Still recording every week, man. The, the work ain't stopping. Do you, do you think COVID couldn't hold us back? Do you think no, COVID didn't hold us back? Man, we're, we're giving these guys content every single week. I'm going to transfer news every week. We're, nah, we're going to talk, man. Trust me. Trust me. Get, just watch Julian. The content is going to be mad. We're going to be scouting. Two a week. We're going to be scouting um, Turkish centre-backs to play for Schalke. Do full exactly. scout reports. Yeah, I'm going to have that there's a segment with Joe telling us about the footballers that he wants at Liverpool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, watch. <laughs> well, I mate, want Pele's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> mate, the it's closing content. Yet, Joe. What the fuck? <laughs> people, people, thought, people thought football podcasts had struggled during COVID, but we thrive, man. So yeah, yeah don't, worry, don't worry about pre-season. We'll be fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. And we've got a new podcast member as well, but don't worry, man. She's weird for the after, but yeah, it's calm. Oh wow, you got a girl. Alright, cool, we'll chat soon. I <laughs> 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 know that note. Uh, that has been your carpet and fracas. Powered by Tesla Media Group for this week and we will see you uh, next week, next Tuesday, for our next show. Unless you are signed to the Patreon and then we will see you probably next week. So thank you very much and we'll see you soon. Premier League Champions. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Podcast Network.